0: Welcome to Now the Cloud, a fun and engaging podcast about all things IT, especially those technologies that, love it or hate it, are Now the Cloud. Our hosts are the larger-than-life folks from Steadfast, who have spent the past 20-plus years building and hosting managed IT infrastructure and cloud services for companies of all sizes. Turn the volume up, kick back, and let's talk tech. In this episode, the team simplifies cloud platforms and explains how the definitions of public, private, and hybrid cloud have evolved. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. This is the inaugural uh, Steadfast podcast. And so we have the team from Steadfast here. Steadfast uh, is a cloud solution provider. And, uh, you know, um, can we just go around and just uh, introduce everybody? Hey, let's start with you, Tim. Awesome. Yeah, this is Tim
1: Miner, Vice President of uh, Marketing and Business Development. So, been here about four years. I uh, welcome everybody listening and/or watching. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a a lively discussion today. It usually is when we get all of us together. Ed?
2: Uh, My name is Ed Dreyer. I'm the Senior Technology Strategist here at SEDFAST. Primarily, my job is user advocacy. Businesses analysis, technical requirements, and working with engineers to translate uh, customer needs into actual objectionable goals.
0: Very good. Hey, Colleen, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me on on this awesome new podcast that we're trying out here. Um, I'm the director of marketing. Getting with Steadfast. I've been with Steadfast for uh, two years now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Tim's guru, so we go around and cause a lot of damage on the uh, <laughs> imposing a cloud onto people out in the free world. So sorry about that, but we're here for you. So <laughs> right, on, have fun. right on. Cool. Hi, hey, Josh. How are things? Hey, Rich.
3: I'm Josh Simmons. I'm a new sales development representative here at Steadfast by day, software developer by night. So I feel like I can offer a fresher perspective um, than the seasoned veterans on this podcast. So hopefully I'll be able to contribute. I'm excited a to fight be here. words.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for
1: sure. <laughs> Ed's going to throw it out, I
0: think. Look at him. Go for it. <laughs> he was all ready. The, all the young
2: all the time. They talk so much and then
0: <laughs> just you wait. Hey, James.
4: How are things? hey rich uh, great actually uh my name is james webb i'm the the ceo of steadfast been here for about six and a half years at this point um i have been in the industry for almost 20 in one one way or another um and uh, looking forward to uh debating josh uh during this conversation
1: it's like, a, right like a match off with josh today huh <laughs> open up a can and- pick
2: it on the new guy <laughs>
0: Right on. Cool. Well, great to meet everybody. Hey, I'm Rich Cruz. I'm I'm facilitating this discussion today. Um again, this is the uh inaugural uh podcast for Steadfast here. And so just so people, you know, th- there's a lot of confusion out there, I suppose, right? In the market. Uh like what is the cloud? Um and and uh so the introdu- since the introduction of uh, cloud companies. Um, people have tried to categorize them into one of three buckets, right? Uh, public, private, and hybrid. So, would you mind breaking down each of those really quickly for your for everybody listening today?
2: So, let me step in on this one because it brings you to a funny story. The first time I met James, uh, James and I worked on a technical advisory council together, and we were sitting in in this really tiny cro- um, conference room in a non and James flips open his laptop and on the back it says the cloud is just somebody else's computer and that has stuck with me forever and truly any cloud service could be anything mainly because the the world's been the word's been co-opted so much by so many people in the context of this so we're going to speak as a provider. Um, when I talk about a public cloud, uh, normally I talk about a multi-tenant cloud solution. Amazon, AWS, uh, Microsoft Azure are the two biggest uh, suppliers by far. For, sure. uh, for, a, for a private cloud solution, you're talking about ho- like hosted dedicated servers. So servers that are hooked up specifically only for one customer's use. Um, that's kind of one of the places where Steadfast really does well. Um, and then there's the hybrid cloud, which is where everybody else falls, which is some combination of on-premise servers, public cloud services, private cloud services, and all those other things that even haven't even been classified yet.
0: Sure. So um, that was a mouthful. Oh it was that was really really well done i'll, su- I'll, I'll summarize almost rehearsed you, 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 is, you could almost tell amazing. that i've been talking again. about
4: this for years i'll, I'll, I'll summarize what he just said it's someone else's computer, from, someone the else's computer. from the marketing
1: standpoint from the marketing standpoint is isn't it just one cloud that's all we really hear about right dot cloud.
0: cloud The cloud right everybody said like the that's that, right it means you know. absolutely nothing
2: um like and and the the fun part is us IT guys who've been directors of ITs or IT managers is we'll have some C level person could be like we need to be in the cloud and I learned many years ago to say we're already there sir we're in a private cloud hosted internally in our data room and they'll be like great continue the work and then we just go back to normal um, and it's, it's really important that. Anybody who's in technology learns how to leverage these these terms and titles specifically to placate people that may have picked something up in an airline magazine, or talking to their neighbor, or you know woke up in a fever dream, you know saying that they need to move <laughs> something up. It, it, it's it's a challenge.
0: What are people? How are people using the cloud these days? Like how are they using these different you know cloud platforms that 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 are out there? Like I I have personally, like, here's where I come from. I come from, um, you know, a a web background, right? So, so hosting, like you said, AWS, right? When I hear cloud, like my stuff's in there, but you know, there's also uh, um, all different other kinds of applications, right? Uh, So what, how are people, how are people leveraging this for their businesses today?
2: If they're it's for businesses, um, no, the number one cloud entry vector right now is Microsoft Office 365. Mm. Any organization that's had an Exchange server or a cluster of Exchange servers on site understand the nightmare scenario of having them, and there's nothing more relieving than getting off of it. And that's the number one gateway drug, so to speak, to cloud services, which is moving email. Um, and some basic documents up. Uh, that ex- also extends to, we've seen the last couple of years, people moving their entire phone system to the cloud, which is something that just kind of happened. One day, everybody was forced to be on-premise. And then the next day, every VoIP service provider was like, now you can do it all in the cloud.
4: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it's limited to just that. I mean, when you look at the licensing model for software now, you're no longer like, even us internally, when we look at all of our tools, we're no longer looking at like on-prem tools that we that we buy a license for we're actually paying for, you know, cloud instances. Uh, what used to be, um, let's say, like QuickBooks, now is all, all online for us or a client or, or anyone else. Or you look at um, just general uh, uh, chat applications. So you know, we let's say, steadfast particularly, we used to use um, many, many years ago. We used to use Pigeon uh, and other types of uh, uh, chat software internally. Now all of that's hosted externally, and so it, it, there's been this transition of not just O365 and um, you know the, the Microsoft sphere of, of things or the AWS sphere of things, but everything that you do is now online. It's just a matter of time before, you know, Rich, I know you you're talking about like uh, like audio software earlier. Just a matter of time before that becomes, you know, y- your local machine becomes a terminal gateway into those services online somewhere, and it's all processed off of you know, out of your home. Right. Um, that's, that's prevalent even, you know, that's apparent even now when you look at things like, uh, gaming, right. You have, you have services like, uh, Stadia or Stadia that Google provides where there's low latency gaming, where they host the games elsewhere. They host the hardware elsewhere. And all you need is like a Chromebook. That's that any kid in school is going to have these days to play some of the most powerful games. Granted, there's a little bit of latency. It's not quite the same thing, but, that's, it's all getting there. And at some point they will have control and, and management of all those pieces and, and you will be paying a premium for it. But that's, that's in many ways, it's okay. And it's funny how you look at the way um, over time, look back in, this, in the 60s and 70s, and there were dummy terminals that were used to control the mainframe. That was down down the down the hall or 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 around the block or wherever it was, and now we've kind of come full circle. Between you know we've we've had home GPUs, CPUs, you know all that's progressed over the years, but now it seems to be slowly moving back towards remote management and remote uh, remote compute.
2: I think you see that trend like we're going to start seeing that trend occur uh, the kind of the same way car models do, like every five or 10 years or so, all the car engineers sit down and go, OK, make all the squares round and make all the round squares. Um, and that's where you're kind of going from terminals down to the, having the performance on your desktop, up to terminals again. I think we've seen this cycle twice. Um, it was business started doing desktop for local machines, and then they networked. Um, and then suddenly people started using, actually leveraging server power. And then workstations became these huge powerhouses with graphics. And then you're back on the desktop. And now, as James said, I mean, NVIDIA has got a service that they'll let you have for free where you can play hour, and hour and a half long sessions with any game that you have from your, your Steam profile. And you can do it on huge processing power clusters for video cards you can't even find in stores anymore. So right now you're seeing another push of bandwidth catching up to processing power, so that you can actually you know cast that video down, um, and and that's really important. I mean, we talk about it in the context of like a social gaming and. Inter- interface. But when you talk about technology, when you talk about the way that some of these applications have been written for programs, the remote desktop into a terminal or some sort of terminal service-like thing is the best way to get the most performance out, especially in an age where like 60% of the white-collar professionals are working from home.
0: What about applications for Um, you know, your, your, your everyday business, you know, so are there, are there's more, are you finding like there are certain verticals that are adopting this, uh, more readily now than others? Absolutely.
2: Especially in the last 18 months. So people were like technology companies were starting to trust to the cloud, so to speak over the last three or four years over the last year by itself. We've had no choice. That organizations needed to start moving their their software into a cloud of some type. The most primitive versions of software, maybe the ones that aren't web enabled or anything like that, were set up in that sort of remote desktop environment, where IT departments have built a server, people log into it, and just run the single app. Um, other organizations, which there's some Fortune 500 companies that I won't need to name, uh, my wife happens to work for one, uh, is where they're say using either the Amazon uh, the Amazon desktop or the Microsoft Selected desktop to have their entire environment um in addition i work with a whole bunch of guys who are friends of mine that came up that are doing vmware they're doing horizon desktops they're doing citrix desktops they're building all of this client server and they're not building it as a result necessarily of cost Um, cost for technology is always really high, but it's no longer the number one driver. They're doing it for security and accessibility. So if you've got, if someone has to only gets a window into a server and they can't really interact with anything but the application, it protects their data. It helps keep things up and running. Uh, Users are the worst things for computers is the kind of the joke we had, is that allowing people to install software and fiddle with their machine and do everything is the fastest way to break it. And that remote access portion locks that down and secures your Definite com- work computing environment from the worst danger, which is users.
0: Sure, sure. Now, hey, Josh. Now, I, I mean, you're kind of the 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 new guy here. Uh, so, being in sales, um, are there uh, are, are there some trends that you're seeing out in the marketplace these days uh, with the clients that you're interfacing with, or, or the prospects you're interfacing with?
3: Well, to be honest with you, I have not interfaced with that many clients yet, but I think this is a a good segue to talk about um, how people are unaware now that private cloud is an option. Because we're, we're talking about defining cloud, and we have all these brands associated with them. Really three, Google Cloud, Azure, and AWS. And in years of development time, I didn't hear anyone talk about any other solutions at all as a consideration. I mean, I've heard the terms public, private, hybrid, but we only have brands to associate with the public clouds. Yeah, sure. So that's something I've noticed. That's and a, since, really since working thing. at steadfast, I've been awakened to this, this whole world of people who are really satisfied with their solutions um that are arguably better in a lot of cases and it's just not even viewed as an option that's sure, from ed,
0: sure.
4: from ed oh. and i you know our our, our viewpoint on it is that you know google uh, aws and and azure and microsoft are are the the new kids to the block when it comes to this stuff and that's that's really it's it's wild you know it's you know and i know i, I don't know your exact age josh i know you know you're a young guy with a uh, massive but, marketing budget to uh, to make sure that everyone <laughs> oh, understands how pay are cloud, right amazon and
2: microsoft are the literally cloud. billions
4: cloud. Yeah.
2: yeah but microsoft azure uh, azure especially there used to be aws was cloud compute like they like the ec2 elastic cloud computing um but Microsoft has spent a billion dollars a year over the past five years on pushing the idea to translate the word cloud to mean Azure, um, mm-hmm. which, which Amazon's also pushing back on. And it's kind of fun because we're a small company without a lot of marketing resources, and we've got a lot of talent, but we don't have a billion-dollar budget for licensing, um, that cloud can be a lot more than what you see in you know, Forbes magazine where they can afford the advertising space.
4: And it's definitely not just one thing, and and this is something I, t- I talk about a lot with um, you know, you know, potential clients or just in, in in general that it's you know we we live in a world with so many options that are it's kind of like when you look at music you know you, you you hear the same top twenty on the radio all the time but there are so many amazing artists out there that make such like music that is that is just of a, of a higher caliber uh, it's more creative better artists, uh, that, 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 you know, that, that or the, the type of artists that you enjoy, maybe is not on the, on the radio, you have to go out and find them. And that's kind of the position we're, we're in here at steadfast. And, you know, I think that the answer though, is not like, Hey, we'll create this private cloud for you or this hybrid cloud on our network. And it's not, we'll manage everything for you in Azure. It's somewhere in between, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, how do you how do you create the best value by piecing together all of these? How do you utilize television, radio, records, tours, all these pieces here to to um to best serve the 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 fans that that need your content? Right. And so sure. um when I look at cloud, it's the same thing. And it's just and again, it's mind-blowing to me that that Josh, you know, he's here's a here's a grown man. Who has, you know, gone through development, learned all these great things, and completely unaware that there are options out there in the hosting world, or just in in, in general, that that allow for you to do this type of quality private cloud or quality, um, you know, hybrid uh, hybrid cloud or whatever whatever it may be. Um, and it's, I, I think that that's a that's a common situation. I think that's a common common occurrence out there. And and so for us, it's that battle of how do we open people's eyes and how do we get that reach without, we said that billion dollar, uh, marketing budget. How do we show people that, that value, um, uh, you know, when, when we are, uh, just, just one out of a hundred thousand different, you know, companies trying to make that same splash to, to make that awareness happen.
0: Sure. Well, Well, actually I think something that might be helpful here is, um, so, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, right? I mean, I I I knew AWS and, and, and Microsoft. That's that's about all I knew, right? So, um, uh, what considerations if somebody's looking to not want to do one of those, right? What considerations um, should they should they have when they're seeking a, you know an alternative to those uh, you know the, the the big guns out there?
1: what one thing i would I would probably say to everybody is, you know uh, cloud for the most part, has become sort of a utility, right? It, it's a uh, for lack of a better term. Um, it's not easy. Cloud is not easy. I mean, they, you know it's easy to call something the cloud. It's not as easy to actually use that to actually um, resolve the challenges that people are having in their business operations. Um, you know we we use the comparison all the time with cloud as kind of like uh, like a home Depot. Or, or home improvement store, right? I mean, cloud is, is a set of tools that are there, but if you're not really sure how to use those tools, you might be doing yourself a disservice by trying to, to do it all yourself. Um, you know, where we come in and we help people a lot of times, not just us, many other organizations as well is to be sort of that uh, contractor to that customer and help them figure out the best way to utilize that cloud and to put it into a service that's gonna end up basically helping and improving their
0: productivity, their security, and even their cost savings. Sure sure and from that productivity standpoint right um can can you outline a few more of the uh applications that somebody so i mentioned web hosting right and you've mentioned you know um the office suite but uh um, what are some other applications that somebody you know and there there's lots of business processes there's a lot of things that are being held on individual computers and you know and and uh you know kind of tight-fisted uh uh people holding on to their own stuff i know but for a sales organization where everybody had their own um their own version of act or their own excel file that had their own people in it you know um what are some what are some Good business business applications for say like you know a, a private cloud like you guys are talking about.
2: By the way, the term that you're looking for there, Rich, is what I call server huggers. Uh, They're the guys that won't let go of their equipment on site, um, mainly because they think that you know if I have control of the system, like I have job security or I have power. Um, It's become less prevalent lately, uh, mainly because everyone's kind of pushing towards cloud. But also, if you're an organization that has someone in it that's like we can't go to the cloud for any reason or X, Y, or Z, you really want to start talking to other people that have a different voice because if people are protecting their respective business domains by Leaving your organization at risk by keeping all this equipment in a you know a not up to code server room, you're definitely running a risk management problem there. Um, because most IT organizations need to grasp the concept that it's not about you know what you know about a specific system or you own, but how quickly you can adapt to the business's needs.
0: Sure. Oh, I, and I've certainly you know as a consultant, I've certainly been in situations where you'll have like one server in an unair conditioned room in the HR office that. Runs everything and it's going to die in you know the next six months or whatever. And yeah, what do you? They doing?
2: haven't tested their backup in a year. Not, and the, yeah, the tapes if, are dead.
0: if there's if there's any replication, it's amazing, right? I mean, like usually there's no backup or anything other than something that might even be local, you know, on a on on a on a little drive, you know. So I, they
4: keep, I guess
1: they keep they, it. They keep it on a thumb drive, right? We hear that a lot. So right on a thumb drive, yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah, safe. It's very
4: secure. <laughs> I mean, I would almost revise the question and say, what isn't on the cloud? It's, yep. a, it's you know, it, you look at, you know, I, you could make, you could look at this and say everything from like, you know, the, the point of sale systems that run every business, um, you know, almost in existence right now, um, the, they're all on the cloud somewhere. Uh, you know, even you look at, at, at you know, antiques in the, in the industry, like the AS400s, right. That are these big, you know, uh, refrigerator sized, uh, uh, boxes, they are being lifted into the cloud and into the data centers, right. Or they're being virtualized. Um, and there's, are still, they're still around in cloud in cloud form, uh, one way or the other. Uh, and so there's really, there's, I, I really can't think of much, you know, everything on your phone is cloud-based. I mean, yeah, you're downloading the app, but all the information is cloud is cloud-based. Every game, you know, I, I, I think about like the, some of the simple, you know, like phone games that I play on, on, on my, on my Android phone. And it's like, as soon as that connection goes dead, my, my game stops and it restarts trying to find the connection, you know? And so we're, we are completely dependent on these, on these networks and these clouds to, to, um, to get, you know, whether it's business or or personal um, to, to uh, operate throughout the day.
1: I I will share with you the other day that literally I was driving our brand new car and I was joking about how there's so many sensors and things on it that send messages to my wife while I'm driving that she literally confessed. She's like, I can actually reduce and minimize your speed in the car if I want to remotely. So she can actually limit and cap how fast I can drive the car while she's sitting at home while I go to pick up the kids. So that's frightening.
0: (laughs) It is fun as a parent, terrible as a husband.
2: <laughs> maybe
0: maybe wow. you should be
1: a
2: better husband and less of a child.
0: <laughs> don't give her sure. don't give her a reason to be looking for that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess that kind of also ties into some other parts is that how transparent connectivity is in a modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, we take for granted the fact that we have, you know, in our house, like I've got a, you know, a gigabit network connection, a high-end Wi-Fi router, uh, and I've got three kids and I don't even want to talk about how many devices we have in here. But when it comes down to it, the first question I have to ask when we have a customer looking to move stuff into the cloud for the premises, how do you get into the internet? Um, Because Mm -hmm. it's something that every organization needs to think about. Because sometimes one connection, just think about the the ways, how often does it go down? Um, remember, because once you're once you're banking on that, you can't access your systems. That's one of the reasons to move to the cloud. It's also another reason to invest heavily in your internet connectivity. Multiple internet connections, SD WAN, um, or a network engineer um, is really important because once you start leveraging those tools, you start getting the shakes when you can't connect to them. Like like anybody who anybody who's got a kid, if a teenager. A kid.
4: I'll give you a relevant example, Led. I'll give you a relevant example. Um, I have a, I have a, a nephew that, um, just moved out of his parents' house. Um, he just, just recently graduated and he got his own place and, uh, uh, his parents moved in Chicago and, uh, his, his parents were like, you really need to get your cable set up for your, your apartment. And he's like, I don't need cable. Like what I don't, I don't use cable. And, uh, um, And and so then so then what what a change first first day that he that he moved in, he was like, well, where do I plug in for my internet? And his parents were like, we told you to get. Get cable. get cable. So he's like, well, I, what am I supposed to do? He's like, well, I'll call them and they'll be out here today to, to, to turn it on or something. Right. And they're like, no, you're going to have to wait a, a few. He literally moved back home for two weeks because he couldn't survive in, in his new apartment without his, without his connection. But it says it shows you how dependent we are like for his job, for his, for his everything he did, Um, And granted, he had his phone, but like, like, it's amazing how dependent we are on that now. Like we, we must have it. It's it's a, it's a staple of what we, what we do and how we operate. Oh yeah.
1: I I employed the modem for a moment the other day and I had three (laughs) kids come down and stare at me. Like I had taken the world away and waited (laughs) until it came back online.
0: Right.
2: Most functional punishment in my house is, and I'm an IT guy. It's like, I will block your Mac address. You can do whatever it is you want to do. Like you can be as creative <laughs> as you want. But I will, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not turning off the wireless for everybody. No, like we need this no for hope. our job. However, you don't, how to, you,
4: you don't know how to spoof that MAC address yet, eh, I'm surprised.
2: <laughs> I've got ways around that too. I mean, let's let's. Be, hold on, your cousin didn't know about how to get internet, so don't start with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair.
2: It, 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 internet connectivity is like we could probably do an entire podcast on why internet should be um a utility like uh it, it's become so transparent of how necessary it is in a modern world um i can't imagine being in a place without internet like if, if you go on vacation airbnb the first thing you check is okay what's your internet connectivity Absolutely. um it's air condi- it's it's uh wireless connectivity air conditioning is my order then then we start looking at bed size like but i'd i'd rather sleep in a hammock than being in a place with, where i could touch it yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course i have james okay. calling me any any given moment so there could be that yes. like it's like if i'm disconnected the, the world suffers
0: yes that's there's true. a whole idea internet connected hammocks <sighs> yes. Oh, yeah. Would...
2: They're their own antenna.
0: No. Yeah, their own antenna. There oh, that's Depending, brilliant. Right on.
1: Depending upon the size of the person in the hammock, you get a better reception or a worse
0: reception.
2: <laughs> I take right. offense to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think we have a... a, a I, I think we'd like to hear like a story, like somebody who that you may have worked with. You don't have to name names or anything, but I think maybe, you know, stories are always great to put things into context, right? Can you think of somebody uh, you know, company recently that, you know, has gone from the jumbled mess of, you know, uh, uh, disparate computers or, or, um, or coming from something like, a you know, an AWS or something like that to a, uh, to a private cloud solution.
2: Should I tell the, t- should I tell the VoIP story? The, 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 the 27 pizza boxes down to Five servers, increasing functionality. I get like. I like looking at James. Um, have at you, it. Have at I it. And
4: there, there are there's a pot to pick from. So I'm sure you, you, you got to keep
1: in mind, Rich, that most of our customers have very unique solutions with us. So we mm. are typically not an off-the-shelf provider. So we get a crazy assortment of of customer solutions. And for us, it's like a puzzle that we love to tie of We get yeah, uh, we solve. Everybody has different
4: requirements, right? Yep. Yeah, we've been to we've been to five other providers. Please solve this problem for us.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Which is
4: how
2: you do it, right? And hold on, this is how we. This is our business model. Like our niche is solving unsolvable problems. So we had this customer uh, who's actually in the cloud already, but they were they were working on what we call a bare metal situation, which is they were running their operating systems right on top, and each customer had to have their own dedicated server, um, and there was no way to back those up or make them redundant. So if a piece of equipment would fail on a server, one of our engineers would need to jump in, swap things out, pull out hard drives, or like that, which would require downtime for that customer's customer. So we're doing B two B business here, um, and one of the one of the first jobs I did. Uh, like re-engineering and re-architecting, but I took a look at this box of boxes, which like 26 or 28 seven-year-old machines, which were about to just start failing on Mos. Because computer servers last about seven years, and then one mm-hmm. part fails on one, and then that part fails on all of them across the board. It doesn't matter who your manufacturer is. It's just, these are performance machines. They only last for so long. Sure, um, sure. So what happened is we sat down with them and we kind of re-architected their environment. And we took them from this bare metal situation where they were running 26 machines for 26 customers, and we built them up a four-server system, very, much more powerful machines, and we virtualized everything for them. Uh, in mm. this particular case, we use VMware. Um, but there are lots of different virtualization tools you can use. I happen to be a VMware kid. I came up with it when it first released, and I've been using it ever since. And it's the best product for the job most of the time, depending on the, your high performance needs. It's not cheap, but it's great. Um, it's cheap in certain situations, but in this particular context, it wasn't. Um, but What happened was we ended up replacing physical hardware for 26 systems, and we cut it down to four. And with that four, we didn't just give them availability we give them redundancy so all this environment could run on three modern servers they had the fourth there in case any one of them failed so we we revolutionized them moving from like spinning disk in a local pizza box server up into a vmware hypercluster and since then they've experienced no downtime um because if right if any hardware fails oh yeah if any hardware fails The other systems just pick up the slack. That's one of the magic piece of VMware. Um, But also, it gives them the flexibility to say, customer's having an issue. Um, And with VMware, they take snapshots. They take a snapshot of the system and the environment as it is. They can move it off-site. They can troubleshoot the problem and without like futzing around in production and then make the change and fix everything out there. So it takes, it makes technical servicing a lot easier. Um, And most importantly, it gives them a deployment edge. What used to be when you're running on bare metal, you have to install windows. You have to spend 15 hours patching the stupid windows. Then you need to like, you you know, you install your software and they spend X amount of time patching that. What Mm. they do now is they've got what we call a base image. They've installed windows. Once they've patched it, they've installed their customized software. They've done all this and they keep it in a gold image. And when they Want to spit up a new customer, they go into VMware and they say replicate and push it. And then all they have to do is give it a new IP address, give it a DNS name, and they're off to the races. We made their engineers' lives so much easier. And that's kind of what we do. I don't replace technicians. From a business perspective, the cloud doesn't do that. The cloud allows you to get out of the hardware business. It mm-hmm. allows you to get out of the three AM service call because you blew a drive business. Um, I've had three Christmases wrecked over my career because, by the way, servers don't fail in the day. Only three. Right. 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 Oh wait, three. No wait, three Christmases because of hardware failure, James. Like yeah. this is like hold on, hardware failure despite me building it with redundancy. Like there's, it's complicated. Um, I can
0: recall a few times in e-commerce, three or four o'clock in the morning. There's something went something went awry, so I get it.
2: Right, and giving people the the, ability, getting them out of the business of having their talented engineers—these guys that have been in the company for a long period of time—they know your software, they know your people, they know your projects, they know your your business goals. Hmm. Having them spend time losing sleep, replacing drives, swapping a processor, fixing RAM, or replacing a power supply is beneath them. It's, it's a waste of their time. It should be commoditized. It should be reduced to you know, making a quick phone call and having an engineer who's tasked specifically to do that for any number of customers. It's a better technology spend is keeping your high-level resources, doing high-level stuff. And as a nerd, as it, like a pure die-in-the-world geek, I hate replacing keyboards and mice and doing all other stuff. I want to do the fun stuff. I want to be mm. customer facing. I'm going to do that because that's my job security is that we can't replace Ed. Ed knows this software and that like we can replace any schmuck who wants to replace a hard drive.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I'm a sorry.
2: Schmuck. Sorry. I, if that, I get if that means anything. Hey, I, hold on, <laughs> I, did, I did it for years. It's how you come up. Like you, you spend time. I mean, and Josh probably doesn't understand this because technology has become commoditized and software developments become the new like, Hey, Don't pick thing. on Josh. I'm not picking on him. I'm actually saying that he may never understand. I will understand. defend you, Josh. Don't worry. There was Shame. a time when you wanted to work on hardware. at your back. You'd play with it in your house, mm-hmm. and then you'd you'd be lucky to get a job in a local shop or a small company, and I'll, you'd I'll work your way up to the help now. desk. James, I swear to God, like, <laughs> look, James. Nobody wants to hear your Amiga story. All right, they want to hear my story. Hey, hey.
4: Yeah, you like that's that? A, you that's like another that podcast? That's another three hours worth right <laughs> oh, there. Oh man. <laughs>
2: nothing like hearing the old man talk about his Amiga. Ooh, boy! <laughs> anyway, I'll just wow. I'll I'll go that that. But it's like the, the 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 matter is these days the hardware has nothing to do with anything, and it's just it's just troublesome. People want to focus on the software. They want to focus focus on the business object, objectives, and business business objectives are never like let's get the newest hard drive, let's get new servers.
0: Right, right, right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have today, guys. I, I Thank you everybody for uh, for meeting here today and for this first podcast. Um, I can uh, uh, to tell us, guys, where uh, where can people go to learn more about Studfast?
1: Feel free to, to to join us on our website at www.studfast.net, um, or just give us a call. Just look online and and, and uh, start a chat with us. More than likely if you start a chat with us on our website, Josh is the one that's gonna be on the other end of that. So right throwing him right under the bus on this. Yeah, thing, call so. me. Sounds good. Up, I'll answer. I, I do have a re- I do have a request uh, for this one on on our next podcast. I'm hoping that Colleen gives us a little more time to talk because She's been monopolizing this entire conversation. so.
2: <laughs> I'll say, uh, if anybody's following this podcast and wants to ask a question, James will give you $25 of his own money if you get a question on our podcast. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> well, <laughs> is, that, is this punishment, Ed? Is, this, is that what that is? <laughs> this is what you get for interrupting me during my story. Oh, my God. I love
1: it. I'll, I'll back that. I'll back that. And, and by the way, we, we have a whole section <laughs> on the Amiga.
0: Uh, it's a sub. It's a subsidiary podcast that we're going to talk about. Wow, are we, are we really going to do that? Oh no! <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll see you at uh, at our next episode. Take care. Thanks, thanks Rich. Chris. If you have any topics that you would like the Steadfast team to discuss in future episodes, you may email your suggestions to ask at steadfast.net. If you want to learn more about Steadfast and the services they offer, please visit www.steadfast.net for more information. Thanks for listening.